Welcome to this episode of So What Do You Do, where we interview people in different jobs to see what other ways there are to make money. We're your hoists, Jen, Staben, and Joyce. Wow, I almost got to the end of that. (laughs) That was so good, though. That was so good. But except for the part where I said hoists instead of hosts. Yeah, because of Joyce. (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, maybe that's why I was I I think a little bit of head on things and uh it that's could have exactly been that it. very much where I was like mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna have to say Joyce so here I go it's like when um uh when you want to say thank you and uh and cool it's like gruel that's the yeah. thing from mm-hmm. uh from Mean Girls Mean Girls yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. you want to do it over no Okay. <laughs> no, I, uh, life is about owning your mistakes and moving Amen. forward. Amen. I was trying so hard not to sing along with that intro. Oh, man. This intro is just... <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, uh, for those of you who are just hearing the intro for the first time, uh. I think we went back and forth at first and then we just loved the absurdity of it. And uh, yeah, yeah. and maybe it's just our not working insane minds are like, yeah, this is funny. Yeah, totally. Like I was I was playing it for my brother and he's like, please don't use that. <laughs> Honestly, if anyone ever wants someone to not do something, the last thing you should do is tell them not to do it because uh, it's that's like true. That's true. <sighs> How's your week been going, Joyce? busy I feel like everyone's like really coming out of the works in terms of like socializing and so it's just like plan after plan after plan and also there's a lot of movement like people are leaving town and moving to different places and like living nomadically and stuff like that and so um yeah lots of people traveling which is really cool I think well I uh, have a feeling that people are thinking Oh crap! This uh, this all might start up again. So with a Delta you know, variant. Well, no, the like the Lambda and Gamma variant. Like, that yeah, that too. The when I was in the uh, urgent care, I think I talked about this last time when I sliced my finger with a mandolin. Ugh. I asked them. I'm like, well, is it at least getting better? As far as your like your like how hectic it is in the urgent care. Like no, this Delta variant is crazy, and and like Lambda's coming. I'm like, don't don't say shit like that to me, man. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm literally like holding my wrist up in the air, like blood dripping from me. Oh and God. he's like, this Lambda variant's coming, and I was like, I truly like, I know that I know, I know fundamentally this is not the way to address it, but I am resorting to just bullying people that are not getting the vaccine at this point, where I like. Earlier on, there were some people that I was friends with, and they're younger, and they were uh, like, oh, well, the risk is so low, so I'm not going to get it. And I was heavily drunk at the time, and I <laughs> yelled at these two full-grown men into a corner saying, if I have to go back into lockdown because you assholes didn't get the <laughs> fucking vaccine, and then a variant came about that now we're all back, I'm like, I will kill you myself. <laughs> <laughs> and um and uh but that didn't work because I don't think either of them got the vaccine. Um but yeah, uh, and I know, 
<laughs> Usually that stuff doesn't work. <laughs> no, I'm not good at the diplomacy when it comes to it. I'm just I'm just full on in your face. Just if I have to go back at like I'm starting to do a little bit of stand up and I'm finding that uh, this is a polarizing topic. But when I'm just feeling like I don't care, uh, I will say on stage, yeah, if anyone here doesn't have a vaccine um, and you can get one, like, look, I know that there's a lot of cultural issues like that genuinely have caused distress in the vaccine. I get that. And I'm not trying to disparage that, especially as a white woman. Um, but if we all have to go back into lockdown and you could get the vaccine, I will kill you and murder you myself. And I was like, oh and that is a threat. And I will I will follow through on that because I will have gone psychopathic. I feel so sorry for our guest who is overhearing me just like, because yeah, this time I don't know our guest and she's probably like, Ugh. she's like, what have I signed up for? <laughs> but also like everyone, you know, everyone makes their own choices. It's fine. I don't care. I'm just personally going to go psychopathic if we go back into lockdown. That's just me. That's But everyone makes their own choices. I don't care. <laughs> except for that you'll you'll find them and you'll you'll murder them except for i will find them and i'll murder them that's the only thing like you can make your choices like this is gonna come back on like i'm this, this is gonna get subpoenaed and i'm like look it was a joke it was a joke <laughs> like, i'm so um, curious what terry's thinking right now and i really hope that terry still stays my friend after this <laughs> well you know what i think that that is a great segue for our guest um so uh, this is our first time where Joyce, this is her guest, so I don't know her, and so everything that I just said is her first opinions of me, but this show first is not about me, yeah. it is her, and uh, we are so happy to have Terry Chen join us today. Uh, Terry, can you join? Uh, there we go. Hello, hello. Hi, Hi. and Terry, would you mind introducing yourself and also what you do for the audience? Sure. Hi, everyone. I'm Terry Chen, and I am a principal in our business advisory services practice within Slalom Consulting here in our San Francisco market. I just spewed a lot of words, but I'm happy to expand upon what that means. You know what I think is so interesting is every time we are going to have someone on, we're like, oh, that this is what they are. But then when we have them introduce themselves, the title is always more uh more official than kind of the the like what 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 I was told is that you're a consultant is that actually true or did I maybe misunderstand <laughs> did I lie <laughs> or did Joyce lie and we're gonna have to end this right now Joyce did not lie I I will vouch for this yes I am a uh, management consultant or okay. some people say business consultant that is indeed true Officially my title. Can we go into a little bit more of like your principal title and the management consulting and what that entails for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What I, I will say that as consultants, we tend to talk ambiguously. That is the, like, <laughs> the way we like to operate. But I suppose maybe that's just the nature of our business. Uh, all to all say, I'm just going to toss terms at you. If it is confusing, <laughs> I'm always happy to expand and try to actually make that meaningful. Uh, Look, I know I know yeah. what a deep dive is. I know what yeah. synergy is. Like <laughs> yeah. you, you use all those business terms at me. I yeah, like Wait, we, we can take this, this offline any day of the week. But this is super fascinating. Perfect. Is that like a like is that like a intentional thing? Do you think, Terry? Speaking in ambiguities, hmm. it is not intentional. I think part of why is because 
in consulting, we have skills that are, they're like, they're like generalist, generalist skills. So mm. when we start, when we start talking and I'll just start talking about it now, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause we're into it now. Yeah. Get when, into it. <laughs> getting into it. So when we're talking about, when I, when I think about consulting, oftentimes it's, you look at a problem and you try to find a solution. You have an approach to your solution and that's what we do very often. And uh, that's, that's why it's like super general because it's not so specific. Like a, it can be in a particular area. It could be for a particular industry, but just generally speaking and consulting, what you're trying to do is like solve real business problems. At least that's the way that I like to think about it. So Mm -hmm. it's why it's often talked about in such a high level wispy windy kind of way (laughs) (laughs) wispy and windy I love it (laughs) so uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you got to this point like what was your career journey up into taking on this role oh man okay (laughs) Mm. so I feel like consultants always have a journey yeah yeah or or they just start off like doing it they just like come out of college and go straight into it and I'm like I didn't even know what consulting was in college. How did you even choose to do that? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'll share, it depends what consultant talk, that you talked to, but of course you're talking to me. So I'll share th- my story. <laughs> um, I am one of those who started straight out of college. How that came to be was I went to uh, NYU for undergrad and the business program there, the Stern School of Business. Hmm. And in that time, I we were learning about all the different careers you could do in business. A ton of people were interested in doing iBanking and being accountants. I was actually pretty bad at math, so felt like that wasn't appropriate. And in uh, we had a number of clubs there. There was, I believe Accenture came in to start sort of like talk about what they did and it was like a consulting group. So I decided to, my young Terry-ness went into one of these sessions. I was like, what is consulting? So that's actually where I learned, oh, there are people who are paid to solve some big lofty business problem (laughs) for companies. And I was like, Hey, well I could like analyze stuff and you know, this sounds really interesting. Mm -hmm. So, so then I, my junior year, I got an internship at Accenture and they love me. They gave me an offer. So uh, they gave me an offer my senior year, which I ended up taking and then started off my career at Accenture. And Accenture is a, is a consulting firm, I'm taking it? That's right. Yes. Cool. Accenture is a, it's a fairly large consulting firm and it's considered one of the quote unquote big four. Um, mm. Big four meaning, yeah, one like the top um, four consulting firms that really specif- uh, specialize in implementation system implementations but they they have a slew of different services which i'm not going to get into but it's one of the biggest uh companies so i showed my hand by saying i didn't know what company Ah. that was (laughs) yeah (laughs) got it gotcha 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 Um, oh i gotta look at stuff at the same time very helpful (laughs) well i mean i truly and honestly one of the things that i wanted to do was consulting coming out of my job and because I love the idea of solving problems for businesses mm-hmm. and 
not necessarily getting so involved in the business, like in the day, like in the culture of it, like right. that, that appealed to me. But I mean, I, it just feels like such a hard, hard career move to make, at least in my, uh, my experience. I don't know if that's been other people's experience or what your take is on that. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a person who believes that anyone could be a consultant. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I tend to take that viewpoint mostly because I think, I think it's easy. And there are people who are from what well, we'll, we'll say will come from industry and mm-hmm. become consultants. I think that's actually one of the best parts of consulting is like, you don't necessarily have to come from a certain major or study a particular thing. You can actually come from any experience. As long as, like I said, again, like you are a type of person who is analytical and likes to solve problems, uh, good with collaborating in teams or, you know, it's, I think it's less around maybe the content and more about the way that you think. And Mm. that's one of the best parts of consulting to me. Hmm. I encourage everybody to try going into consulting if they can, (laughs) if they're interested. So Jen, if I wanted to, what it. would be like my first step? What would be my first step if I wanted to? Well, you're doing the right thing with just talking to me. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Terry will give Terry her uh, email and uh, personal phone number. Everyone yeah. that's interested, just call. When I tap into yeah. this secret consulting network, connect you with yes. the right people. Yep, yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's basically the Freemasonry of uh, business world. Right, it's all, it's all about who you know, right? Dude, this yeah, is, I mean, look, this podcast, okay, is, is special content here. Okay, this is like the, <laughs> yeah. the door into many, many lenses of our of various industries, of various uh, places. Mm. So I'm here to open the consulting door. I love it. You are our guide into the consulting world. <laughs> yes, 100%. um i i do want give you a sense of the journey though because i think while i did start in consulting joyce and i know each other from non-consulting days so Mm -hmm. the paths can weave is really what i like to say Mm -hmm. and so i started my career like i said at accenture i eventually um i also in I helped my parents' business at one point because I got laid off during the recession. So mm. that what the one of our previous recessions. And then <laughs> <laughs> which one? I mean, right? Uh, and and uh, I helped out my parents' company after that. I did stay in touch with a mentor of mine that was at Accenture and he was like, "Hey, we want to bring you back." So I ended up going back to Accenture. And then I was like, hey, this this company is like just way too large for me. And I ended up leaving to go to a small boutique consulting firm. This was out in New York called Satori Consulting. And then there I started to explore moving to San Francisco. So then at some point I said to myself, well, when I move to San Francisco, I can either go continue to go be a consultant or I can try my hand at startups because that's a thing here. Mm-hmm. So I mm-hmm. walked across the board uh, and landed myself at Hearsay, which is how Joyce and I know each other. And, and that I was knew- a while ago now. Oh gosh, yeah, it was. I know it's weird to think about, but like even when you name were saying dates, like name dates, <laughs> 2015 is when I started at a at a Hearsay. Oh wow! So, yeah. Oh, I know. 
I feel like Joyce just like had a flashback. I definitely just had a flashback because like I was because I joined Hearsay right out of college. And I think that was 2011. And so I had this mm-hmm. impression that like you joined in 2011 too, but it was clearly not. Um, it's but like it's only because so. our souls have known each other for that long, Joyce. Exactly. exactly. We're so connected. We're so connected. So connected. <laughs> Wait, that uh, this is completely off topic, but this just reminds me of how um, one of the things that that we were gonna do together was a Beyonce hip hop class. Mm-hmm. And that sounds we, about right. We uh-huh. never got around to it, and it makes me so sad. Like, I mean, we still have an opportunity to, obviously, like, or hopefully, if like things start like opening up more. But that's just a random thing that I just thought of. Wait, I would like you both to mm-hmm. commit to going to a Beyonce hip hop class by the end of the year. Um, and if you guys do not, like, we need to put stakes to this. Like, but isn't um, this contingent on like all that's going on with the COVID? No, because uh, you know, I I honestly feel like the pandemic has been an excuse for us. You know, like we're we're giving up. A, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> the pandemic like, is very real, uh, and it's no, it's. Uh, but like, even a virtual class can happen. It's true. It, it is a different experience. And Jen, I would like to say, if we're going to do it, it almost seems apropos to not include you. You know, like we got to include you at this point. Especially if it's remote. I used to do um, a, what was called a ratchet Zumba class in New York oh, City. Um, so my. I don't know, Terry, I was, I don't know if we ever overlapped in New York City. Uh, I was there like 20, uh, 2013 through 2018. We did overlap because I am originally from New York and I stayed there most of my life up until 2015. So, yes. Well, uh, there is a Ratchet Zumba class, which I'm sure some Beyonce will show up. But it is – they have like – I mean – I won't get into it, uh, but it's uh, it's fabulous. And what I'm saying is, I would a hundred. You don't even have to ask me. I'm going to show up to whenever you guys uh, go, and you're going to be like, we didn't even send you the invite. I'm like, I figured it out. Okay, you know, I'm going to bring anyway. this back because I I derailed us completely. <laughs> well, I have a question for Terry. So one of the things that has made me hesitant on consulting is the ability to go into an organization that maybe you don't have footing in and get everyone on board to do the thing that is right for the business. Uh, I think that in some cases where they're like, yeah, we're paying you to be the experts and uh, what do you guys think we should do? Yeah, let's let's do that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, versus the, I don't know, uh, how about you just do what we say and, uh, and then we'll pay you premium for it. Like that, that's the thing that feels really tricky for me with all of it. Um, but I don't know what your experience has been. Yeah. I, that's a, I think that's like a common, it's a common concern, not just for people outside of consulting, but frankly, consultants. Mm -hmm. And I'd say that, I would I would make the argument that you are not a good consultant if you just go up go into a company and tell them exactly what to do. Because mm. that's not actually getting to know your client and and the reality is that even though I have a lot of experiences doing a particular type of work and I could bring some level of expertise there a lot of companies are really different and and yeah. teams are different, right? So it's not just taking this template and walking around and saying, okay, you need to do these five things and that's it. I think it's more than that. 
Uh, and that's mm. really where I, I believe the the consulting is truly collaborative. It, it really, it's not to say, hey, uh, you don't do anything or, or, or that. Uh, I, I just believe that the solution is what a good solution is one where you are factoring in your client mm-hmm. and, and like their input ideally. So what's your process then? Uh, you're, you're presented a problem. Where do you go from there? Uh, good question. It depends. <laughs> it depends, <laughs> which is what every consultant will tell you. It depends on what problem I think you're trying to solve. I, again, I'm going to speak in like very high level terms. So, yeah. um, but I, if we need to, you know, we can get into concrete examples, but I don't know. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. But all the say, when you're presented with a problem, one of the key things around understanding this problem is understanding, um, you know, the, the root issue, um, the core challenge. Also part of that is, um, understanding scope, like, okay, we can fix, you know, problem X, but turns out problem X also hits on five other teams. Mm-hmm. So, and oftentimes I think the value of consultants is apart from just like having a separate resource to go in and try to like figure out a problem. It's also connecting the dots across various functions within an organization. Mm. Like, like uh, I don't know if you guys saw this within whatever organizations you've been a part of, but when marketing oftentimes may talk focuses on marketing efforts and sometimes they pull in sales, but, but they, may not talk to IT when they need the mm-hmm. help, right? So there's a lot of these connection points that we make as mm-hmm. consultants. So I, I feel like sometimes the value is beyond just, you know, putting together a solution. It's also wrangling and bringing people together and having a discussion um, to solve the problem together. Yeah, and that's that's really interesting too, because like, um, so... Especially because you've been on the side where you're like working full time for like a specific team and trying to impact change from within. And then on the other Mm -hmm. side of like being a consultant and like working with various teams from the outside and trying to impact change from the outside. um, I think that a lot of people are really motivated by the possibility to impact change when it comes to an organization. How would you... Like what, what, in your experience, what is like the difference in, in being able to impact from the inside versus the outside as consultant? Oh, oh man, Joyce, what a great question. Joyce, I, I <laughs> question of the night. Jeez. Uh, well, I, and I say it's a great question because it actually brings up maybe the latter half of my story, which is around my experience at Hearsay and then my experience being at Solemn Consulting, which is where I am today. Mm-hmm. And when I was a hearsay, I saw a number of problems. To some extent, I had the ability to work on them. Right. But I was also limited, right? Like I was limited because there were certain things I had to, on a baseline, do, um, make sure that I'm, um, lack, you know, implementing software or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, that And while also knowing that there's like these greater problems at hand, like cross-functionally speaking. Right. Right. So my ability to influence that was like somewhat limited. It's, it's probably like 
when I had an impact, like I was, it was really good at impacting my own team, like fast because it's my own team. But when it came to sort of these, the higher level changes, I think that was a lot more difficult. Mm -hmm. Whereas I, whereas being an external consultant, essentially where I am at a solemn, like it is easier to do that change work uh, because I'm outside the organization there, like companies are investing, right? They're investing mm. money to bring me in and say, Hey, like you guys are changing things up. This is what needs to be factored in, et cetera, et cetera. So in some ways that change, um, it's, it's like a, a bit easier to make that kind of impact, but because I, they're I, already invested in like understanding as in like, they're already convinced that they have a problem. Is that right? Right. I Well, yeah. And I guess the biggest caveat here, though, is generally speaking, um, I deal with very large organizations. So mm-hmm. they might not, not everyone knows that the about the change. Not everybody knows, oh, like, we're working. Not everyone understands. Yeah. So there's, there's a, I would say that as an external consultant, you have the ability to really work on this full time and think about, think about process, think about how does this impact people? Think about how does this impact our system, right? In a really mm-hmm. like deep, meaningful way. And then mm-hmm. try to drive that change if you have the opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reality of it is everyone has a lot of work. So right. you know, yeah. and really to do real change, like people within my, my within my client organizations need to be, owning it. So I Mm -hmm. need to partner really wisely and strategically. So there, this is a whole nother topic. And again, happy to talk through that at a, probably a separate podcast or something, but I'll just say it's, it's different lenses. And that's actually what drives me to do the work I'm doing now, which is focusing on our tech clients and how do I make a lasting impact for this industry? Because it's so Mm -hmm. impactful to me. And I've seen how Mm -hmm. it's been, Right. Being part of hearsay, being part of startup. So, yeah. Terry, I don't know if, have you ever watched the show Survivor? Yes. <laughs> what are your thoughts? I, I like, I, I'll get to my point in a second, but what are your thoughts on it? It's intense. <laughs> That's probably my, my first adjective that comes to mind. Um, you know, I think tiki torches, but I, I don't know too much about Survivor, <laughs> transparently. <laughs> Because in my unemployment, I've gotten very into Survivor. And in hearing you talk about the job, I just feel like consultants would be the perfect Survivor players because what it seems like, and please correct me if I'm wrong, is you have to go in to solve a problem and you have to get everyone on board to move together in the same direction, in the same, like everyone being on the same page. And that's kind of what the social game of Survivor is, Mm. which is, you know, what's, how are we going to vote? What are we doing? What's the strategy? Uh, It seems like with consulting, at least, you know, you go in and you figure out the problem, but you can't do anything about the problem unless you have the investment of everyone to move forward in the same way as like the, you know, the plan is outlined. So, yeah, I mean, I could be completely wrong. Um, and sorry that I, you know, had to make it about survivor, but, uh, <laughs> I, I like the I don't parallel. Know. It's a, it's relevant. Yes. 
It's a good one. I'd like you to watch an episode of Survivor and be like, could I do this? Because I feel like a consultant would be an amazing social player on Survivor. But isn't it, isn't it also like like what Terry said about how they're already – like the clients are already asking for the help. Like they've already recognized that they want to but, be listening to you, right? But aren't there parts of the organizations at some point that might not – they need to get on board but maybe yes. they're not they're not that that yeah and so <laughs> yeah. like so what how do you handle those situations and i'm asking partially because i want to be on survivor and i want to know how to uh play right. this side of the game of survivor uh because i'm unemployed but i'd also like to know from a consulting point of view yes like yeah yeah right a professional point of view here <laughs> <laughs> well yes i mean if I had to try to equate this to Survivor, so I'm going to do my best. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you so much. But it, it's about finding the influencers. And within organizations, typically that's your leaders. And mm. the reality of this is, uh, is with any change that consultants come in and they propose making, whether it's in, like a new system or, hey, you need to like optimize this process, there's going to, you're going to need to care about bringing people along the way. And leaders are always, they're asked 50 billion things. Mm -hmm. So it becomes a game of prioritization and what case can you make for this and who's listening. So be smart with who you map, um, a, like who you get to know along the way. Mm -hmm. And uh, in consulting, we do things like understanding your stakeholders and <laughs> understanding the impact and what leaders are aligned because if you're going to move an organization, it's inevitable. Like it's inevitable that you, in order for that to happen, you need to get leaders involved. And I'm not, I'm not downplaying the power of the individual to mm -hmm. raise that change. But if you want lasting change, you will also need to get leaders on top of it as well. So that's okay, a lot well, of the work that I'm convinced. I you're going to be amazing on Survivor. Um, <laughs> we're going to show up on the same season and I'm going to be like, shit. No, you're going to know me. Gonna... And then I'm going to help us win. And then maybe not. Well, there's only one winner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At the end, yeah. You guys I will can't... have some kind of like face off. Look, I'm not making this uh, a Survivor fan podcast. So I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll move up. So has there, I mean, how do you handle a situation where, you're expected – well, no, actually, I'm going to step back because this is kind of coming from my perspective. Do you ever run into situations where you fully believe in your heart of hearts, this is the way we need to do things and no one else is getting on board with it? Like how do you make peace with either stepping away from that or yeah. how do you how do you make your case better? Like that, that is where I, I crumble. Yeah. Personally. No, I – understand the crumbling. I have also <laughs> been there and literally uh, wanted to toss something against seen. the wall. You are seen, Jen. You are seen, Terry. <laughs> Thank you so much. Mutual. <laughs> Sending vibes across the oh, way. Right across. I'm in LA. Right back at you, girl. <laughs> well, yeah, it's a real, it's tough. I, I think it's tough because for me personally, I always want to do what's right and what's best for my clients. Mm -hmm. and the reality is, look, I'm an expensive resource. So, you know, you're getting <laughs> your values worth. And sometimes I, my clients will just not agree or they, they don't necessarily even sometimes have the power to, 
to um, do what we recommend, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes there's budgetary restrictions. Sometimes, I mean, you know, we've seen I've seen sort of the docket. What I will say is you accept that that is life <laughs> and you just hope for the best because like <laughs> to some extent, you know, I'm not the one who, at the end of the day, I'm not the one that bears the burden. My client does. I could, mm-hmm. I could try to advise and consult and, and advocate, mm-hmm. but they are really the decision makers. They're the ones who also need to live with whatever is in place. So, mm-hmm. so it's a lot of it is also letting go being like, you know what, I've done my best, you know, breathe and, and that must be, you. yeah, that must be like a little bit easier. Like you said, like when you were working at hearsay. When yeah. you can't impact the change, that must be very frustrating because you have to live with it, right? Yes. But like with the with external, the ability to let go is a little bit easier because of the fact that you're not in that organization. Is that correct? Yeah, that and the and oftentimes we're there for like a certain period of time. Mm. Like I'm not there forever. Uh, right. Sometimes clients want us to be there forever, but I'm generally not there forever. That's also one of the best. I mean, best parts of consulting is you get to try your hand at different things. The the things can be, right. It could be industry. It could be, you know, what role you take. So even in my, my history, I've been in a number of different industries. Like I I can't. Yeah. Terry, you're making me, you're making me want to like, like go into this now it sounds so mm. nice yes good well, okay no, so that, that might that might be like a good segue to the next question is like what what skills do you think what kind of people do you think would be good at consulting mm-hmm. yes yes so people who would be good at consulting if you are analytical you certainly like to solve problems it helps a lot if you're a clear communicator work well in teams. Um, I, I think those are at a bare minimum what make a consultants. I think uh, just being a curious person is really a lot oftentimes what consulting is about. It's about asking mm. questions and, and digging deep into a topic. So uh, I, when I am curious, I really, I really get curious and I start asking a lot of questions. So again, I found a profession that supports that, that type of uh, curiosity. Um, and then I, I'd also say just people who are, um, at least I, I like to, I like to um, find consultants who are sort of open-minded, open to new experiences, um, flexible. Uh, so what I mean by flexible is Someone who is not like, I need to do these five things for the next five months. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Because again, like consulting, your, your con- things constantly change. Like we don't know if the client's just going to run out of budget tomorrow. Like Survivor, oh. like I could be kicked off the <laughs> island tomorrow. Like, I don't know. Thank you so much for bringing it back to Survivor. Uh, <laughs> Jen, I'm here for you. I see you. Thank you. And yeah, this is uh, on the Survivor Podcast oh, Network. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, there was one question I think I heard through our our laughter, which was um, industry wise, maybe my my favorite or oh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I just want I like to answer that question because it it pertains to where I am today, which is I am very much interested in helping tech companies. 
Mm-hmm. I find you them mentioned di- that, yeah. Yeah, they're dynamic. Um, I think they're highly impactful. And I find that a lot of other industries are using models, uh, are basing their organizational uh, structures and w- ways of working mm-hmm. off of mm-hmm. what tech companies are doing. So mm-hmm. if I can influence that, then maybe I can influence the world. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, influence tech companies in the world. Uh, this is a pinky in the brain situation, it seems like. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a take people get. Uh, but uh, I, okay, are you allowed to be approached for a consulting gig and at your agency and just say, I don't want to do that? Yes, I. Okay. you can reach out to me if you are interested in, Learning more about consulting, certainly at Solemn Consulting, we're a great company. Uh, Recruiting. But yeah, yeah, I mean. (laughs) Oh, but I I meant like a company. If they come to Solemn and they're just like. Like a client. Hey, we need someone. Are you allowed to like reject clients? Yeah, and it's like, hey, we're trying to, uh, our, what we're looking for is a consultant to help us get a bunch of incels uh, to (laughs) storm the Capitol. Uh, We need someone to help with that. Like, are you guys. They're paying money. Like, uh, are you guys right. allowed to be like, eh, we're good. Like, we don't need to do that. We, we, um, we will hear the problem and decide if that's a challenge we want to solve. So we got to get approached though. So, um, yeah. the, the particular problem that you stated is probably not one we will, uh, get into. <laughs> However, but it's so good. I love how you said it, Terry. The particular, the particular. Yeah, you okay. are finessing the shit out of this right now. <laughs> like in a court of law, no one yeah. could hold a candle to this. This is amazing. I'm impressed. Oh my god, that's a particular problem. Yeah, that particular case. Uh, I don't think our organization values it. <laughs> We don't provide a service, but maybe we're looking to optimize our process. Oh my gosh. I love it. Yeah. Love yeah. It. A bunch of uh, a bunch of MAGAs are uh sorry if I'm getting too political, but yeah, they're looking to optimize their efficiencies. <laughs> um it, I'm sorry. I you do not need to you, are, you can tell us afterwards you what are. we need to cut. Like yeah, I, I was actually thinking of Jen, we should we should create like a, a survey, uh, a feedback survey. <laughs> To who? To, to our to our ho- our guest. Oh, okay. What would be the question? Is like, uh, did Jen talk too much about mega and incels? <laughs> yes or and no? Survivor. <laughs> and survivor. Uh, oh, uh, feedback will not be received well if it is in the uh, negative. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my goodness! Um, Wait, Terry, I I did want to go back to what you were saying about how like kind of like Survivor. Because it thank is you, so- everyone. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, because it's so like like inconsistent, and it's not. You're not guaranteed to have like the same schedule all the time. Like, what is an average day to day in the shoes of a consultant, or is there not one? Oh, great question. There is not one. Mm-hmm. Like I said, my answer will keep consistently being it depends. I will. So there you go. I will say if I had to just, you know, high level bucket some stuff, my day typically comprises of a, uh, I have the luxury of working from home 
So mm-hmm. yeah, which is, I'm really lucky. And uh, my day typically <laughs> looks like it's filled with a bunch of calls. Um, mm-hmm. I'm t- probably touching decks like by um, PowerPoint slides or, you know, that help explain concepts or organize thoughts or explain a solution. And I also, um, you know, we have internal things to take care of as well. So, you know, just, um, you know, meeting with leaders, meeting with other consultants, uh, doing things like that. So it's, it's a lot of probably like documentation and meetings. Pre-COVID, I would say we would be ideally in meeting rooms, drawing squares and circles on a whiteboard together, because mm-hmm. typically that's also the way that we, that we kind of, uh, solution things, right? Like we kind of, we like to draw out literally, mm-hmm. whether it's like a process flow or a framework or blah, blah. Um, yeah. I mean, if I can just somewhere. say, that's the thing I miss yeah. the most about pre-COVID is whiteboard yes. Whiteboarding together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's like so much of what we do in engineering too. It's mm-hmm. fascinating that it's like universal. <laughs> yeah. And and I'm a visual learner. So right. I like to consume things in that way, like especially mm-hmm. when it comes to concepts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then so then like, um, is it mostly like you are working with a single client at a time or are you like context switching mm. between multiple Ooh. clients? OK, this is very interesting. So. <laughs> So I'd say that um, earlier in my career, it, it, your focus really is on like delivering and delivering to one client. Typically for some companies, they might put you on too, but like my experience has been, you know, a hundred percent, I'm giving my client my all. Uh, Uh, Now um, I'm in a more like leadership type role. Mm -hmm. And, and with that being said, I am typically our staffing model is still like a hundred percent one client, but because I'm help with prospecting or pursuits, I end up also talking to different clients mm-hmm. and helping with solutioning and, and selling work. So mm-hmm. it's not to me, I don't, I would not say it's just one client uh, at, at this point. It's like, I maybe do delivery work, um, with one client, but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. also prospecting and working on solutions for other clients. I see. I see. Got it. Got it. So what would, so in terms of your day being filled with calls and meetings, how do you balance that with getting the work done as a part of your project? Gosh, Jen, this is <laughs> what we call. And, and if you could, um, put it in uh, terms that I could understand, uh, as if you were in survivor, that would be really appreciated. But uh, like, honestly, just bonus points. Uh, but yeah. 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 Um, I think you, I think you learn, you know, what hour to fish at is maybe mm. what I'd say. Oh, wait, expand on that. What is that's a That's a business mm-hmm. term I've never heard. And I love it. What does that mean? Um, I was trying to relate to survivor, but it's fine. Oh. Basically what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> I was trying to get the bonus Oh my god, I thought that was Gosh. I thought that was like a thing. You know, like you gotta get it out early and go fishing. Okay. Uh, I love okay. it. No, okay, anyways. <laughs> you can edit that out. Uh no, so- it's all stain. Continue. <laughs> Look, uh productivity hacks is real. 
Um, mm. And what I'll say is, at Solemn, we do our best to have work-life balance. I think that's probably the case in many places, but definitely at Solemn. And it, you know, it's really up to you whether or not you wanna you wanna go for the extra points. Yeah. And for me, <laughs> I've um, <laughs> the for fish. me, tra- yeah, the fish. Tra- <laughs> transparently, I'm still working on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to figure out what the right balance is. Uh, and with that being said, that's kind of why I said productivity hacks is really important. Yeah. One of the things that I am trying to practice is putting a little more structure and time into thinking through what I'm working on and and try to think maybe like a step or two ahead. Um, yeah. The reality is like things are flying constantly. Uh, and I always, it's kind of annoying that I'm like this, but I always want to make things better, which mm-hmm. is actually, frankly, what you want in a consultant. Right. Right. And, and with that being said, um, you know, that's why I am fairly involved also internally at Solemn. So right. yeah, it's a juggling act that, if you have any tips for me, I'm more than happy to listen and hear and be there for it. Well, I would only say productivity hacks. Uh, I mean, I love text blaze. That's like a little text expander thing, but uh, mm. that only solves some problems. But that's so interesting because I feel like what makes people good at a job is also something that can make it hard on them personally. Yeah. to maintain it because I, I my background is customer experience and some of the best individuals that uh, that can be hired for customer service, they're very empathetic, but they tend to have uh, high anxiety and I have anxiety and it's kind of, they're, they're fighting at each other because yeah. you are so empathetic and you want to help people, but also your anxiety rises based off of that whole situation as well. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's very challenging to navigate. So I have no answers for you. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think, uh, can we join the anxiety club here? Uh, sign me up. Sure. And- <laughs> Perfect. I think that, I mean, this is getting into things philosophically, but you know, there's always yeah. a light and a dark to, mm-hmm. to your strengths and weaknesses. And the reality is that I am as a person who is anxious, that can make me be really good at making sure I'm making my meetings meaningful, right? right. Or uh-huh. I'm bringing really my best to my client. I think there's a balance to that. So learning how Can to I- manage that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say, Joyce, you and I were just talking about this because yeah. I said um, where I, it's very challenging because I will want to get help with anxiety, but I also feel like anxiety is part of what has made me successful. Mm-hmm. And it's a very... Uh, I don't know what the right word for it is, but it's when I finally decided to like personally during COVID, uh, I was like, I I need something to help me. And so I talked to like a psychiatrist and I got on a very low dose of something and it helped a ton. But there was that part of me that was like, if I get on this, maybe I'm not going to be as good at what I do. Mm. And that mm-hmm. that is a really uh, if I can use the uh, uh, the eloquent term a mind fuck uh, to, <laughs> Very to deal with. And so I don't like, you know, I know we're kind of coming to the end and we're getting into the philosophical stuff, but uh, I, we were just talking about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot there. And like, like I love reading about 
just like all the nonfiction books that talk about this kind of stuff is really fascinating, especially because of the fact that there is that tension between like optimizing your life, you know, like there's a lot of like, like life hacking stuff that's out there. Like, um, like Tim Ferriss is like really great at this. Um, he talks a lot about it, has his own podcast, has books mm-hmm. on it. Um, and then there's the other side of like, Hey, we have this grind culture. Like, you know, like there's, there's this balance of like mental health and like uh, allowing for creativity without having to like optimize yourself like a machine. Um, and so there's a lot of great, like, like just content out there about that. And a lot of discussion that I think is really interesting and new. Um, but I kind of wanted to ask like one other question that's like a, a little different, but, um, for you, Terry, like you have become this amazing consultant, leader of consultants, and um, have achieved so much. Um, so what's for you, like, looking forward? Like, when you look at mm-hmm. Terry 10 years from now, like, what does consulting Terry 10 years from now look like? Oh, man. Yeah, I, it's funny because I have always asked myself this question. I will, yeah. I will also share with you, Ever. I, I went into consulting knowing that I'm, my path isn't to be a managing director, or I'd say like the the bosses of the boss boss um, of <laughs> consultants. Like that was just never my trajectory. I uh-huh. still believe in that. Like I don't I don't know if I'm going to be at least in a in a big big to moderate big large firm. Um, mm-hmm. And but what I will say is when I think about myself and. I'm even thinking about myself in the five year mark. Ten years gets mm-hmm. a little yeah. hairy. Oh. <laughs> Just oh. Um, but <laughs> five years. Uh, I, I asked myself this question a lot recently. Um, I I do have a really big heart for small medium businesses. Um, I would like to do more consulting <laughs> for those businesses. Um, and as someone who can potentially leverage the expertise and knowledge that I've gained over so so long, I, yeah. I hope to make a mark maybe in like some smaller companies. So mm. it's a it's a different model um, in, in the sense of like it looks I think different from a from a you know how many people you're dealing with and what kind of problems are presented. Right. Uh, I think SMBs have it's, it's a lot different when you're dealing with mom and pops, and um, I come mm. from a family of entrepreneurs I think that's part of what the why so I'm thinking yeah maybe in you know five years I'm doing I'm a consultant but specializing in um, small medium businesses that's so cool yeah it's all it's all full circle because you were saying like how you were helping with your parents company yeah uh for the record family business is difficult yeah yeah. Uh, I was going to ask. Not like, easy. Now, Terry, I think for the last question um, before we depart from you is... Um, I'm going to cry. When you were a kid, <laughs> what did you want to be when you grew up? Okay. So I told Joyce this, I, don't, I think, when she texted me about it. <laughs> and what I wanted to be when I was young was a radio host. Because I love this idea. So what I would do when I was young was like, I would ride my bike through like, you know, Queens and I would just like 
I don't know, like sing random songs and then like pretend to be a radio host. Like, hey guys, this is like the top five for tonight. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. That is the cutest thing. <laughs> oh my wow. God. Which is why this is such a huge honor for me, ladies. Oh yes. This comes well, this, right back. This is such an honor for us. I feel like this is such a cool conversation that we had. Yes. I'm here for it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm honestly I'm- a little shook because I wanted to be a consultant and I this isn't <laughs> like I, I like and no, this is like gonna sound bad, but I uh I I feel like this has given me clarity on it that I'd never been provided before to actually know what the job entails. I agree. I agree. I feel like I've yeah, always okay. heard so much about it. Yeah. But it's I like just it, yeah. Talk about it so like I think many consultants talk about it on very ambiguous in an ambiguous way. So if uh, I, I'm sure I did also. However, no, this have is, more questions. <laughs> this is 45 to. minutes of gold. Um, <laughs> look, I know, like, I know, like, what I took away from this is I just not, I need to know when to fish, you know, like, uh, that's, <laughs> that's what I need to know. Uh, and I'm going to do that. But um, Terry, thank you so much for your time. This has been absolutely wonderful. Thank you, ladies. Thank you for having me. All right. uh, Joyce and I will be right back after this. Give it up for Terry. She's gone, but hopefully she listens to it to this point and she hears (laughs) us give it up for her. That was awesome. I, I feel like I learned so much. I'm... I'm honestly shook because I had just been on the, you know, I'm going to, consulting's great because then I don't have to get too committed to a company and I can just Mm -hmm. come in and solve their problems. But I'm also super stubborn. And if they're like, we don't like your solution, I'll just be like, all right, man, like I quit then. Like, or I wouldn't do that. I, but I, um, I, there is such, um, an element of being able to work with others and come to a conclusion and compromise and, you know, just taking a breath that I still think I need to work on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think it's like, um, it's kind of like what Terry was saying about like working on the productivity skills. Maybe there's just always kind of an element of like improving on that, you know, like if it's, if it's not just like that, the stubbornness of like accepting that they just don't want to move forward with like the solution that you propose, or if it's like constantly working on work-life balance or something like that. Like, I, I wonder if that's kind of always there too, but I, I think it is always there. Uh, as I mentioned to you, I uh, <laughs> earlier I cried during uh, a work or like not a work meeting because I'm not working, but like I cried during like a professional meeting. Right. And it's it, it's not a sign of weakness in my mind, no. but to me when that because it's just me being angry. It's the equivalent yeah. to a male um, male manager being like, "Whoa, this is bullshit" or something mm-hmm. like that. Like it's equivalent to that, which is also not good. Now that I think about it, but, um, <laughs> but it's just like, that is my, that is my go-to childlike, not childlike, but that, that, that it's, can, it's, that's it's how an, we process it sometimes. And I right. just want to go beyond that, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, like ways of, uh, expressing frustration. 
right? Like, yes. Like you said, like the male version can be like lashing out and getting angry and yelling and like female version can be like crying or yeah, also yelling, you know, like there, there's there's different ways of expressing that for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think I've come to terms with I need to accept that that's part of me. Like I said in the meeting, I was like, this is good. It's happening now because this is a way I communicate. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I don't think it's a sign of weakness. I remember I was at um, a show and Amy Poehler was there and someone was telling a story and they said, I cried. And I know that that's like, you know, that's like weak. And like Amy Poehler stopped her. It's like, no, we've been conditioned that that's weak. That's not mm-hmm. weak, like, or something to that effect. And that stuck with me. But still, it's like, you know, that that's still the perception of, tearing up and crying and it's also like yawning in the sense where when you're like don't think about it don't think about it that's when it happens and I'm about to <laughs> yawn right now uh, <laughs> oh boy wait so um, then d- does that mean that you feel like you would not pursue a career in consulting I don't know I I still want to, but mm-hmm. it made me realize of what I need to be mindful of if I did pursue it. Yeah. 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 Well, Joyce, it might be that time of the night where mm-hmm. we say goodbye. Um, but we're happy for whoever listened to this. And uh, we're we're hoping to bring on more people with all different career types. Uh, Joyce, anything you want to leave the people with before we say goodbye? Just a little bit of this. (laughs) This has been So What Do You Do with Jen, Stephen, and Joyce.